صباح الخير جود مورنينج دي ليسنز يو ليسنينج تو راديو 3 سي ار اون 855 اي Palestine Remembered is Australia's only English-language radio program that is totally dedicated to Palestine. We'd like to welcome those listening on 855 and those that will join us on podcast at 3cr.org.au. Thanks for joining us. Stay with us and enjoy the episode. This week's episode will be a repeat of the last Saturday of June. Thank you. Good morning, Yusuf. How are you doing? Good morning, Nasser. Hello to you and to all our listeners. Uh, a big week we've had, Yusuf. A big week. We've um, seen uh, the white saviors out in force and the traitors of the Palestinian people and the Arab national cause in Bahrain. The burden of the white man in action. Well, you know, this is um, the Orientalist mindset, you know. Mm. You're brown, you're black, you're, uh, you're not uh, from the Judeo-Christian civilization. civilization. And you, therefore... Yeah, you don't know what's right for you and what you need. And it's it's up, to, up to us to tell you what you need. And, mm. you know, there's a famous li- line, Lord Curzon, when he was, ru- he was the ruler of British India. Mm. And he said to the, the Indians uh, in India, you cannot do without us. As if, you know, um, uh, the Indian civilization, you know, some at some 5,000 years old. Uh, and now, you know, as we know, you know, world power and over a billion people couldn't have done without the British uh, rule. And the world's biggest democracy as well. Yeah. So we have uh, seen uh, as of uh, Tuesday and uh, Wednesday uh, last week, this week, uh, what is called uh, the Bahrain Workshop for uh, Prosperity for Peace. This is the name uh, the Trump administration uh, wanted to give to um, the beginning of the so-called deal of the century. I like how you uh, rephrased it. Yeah, the steel of the century. The steel of the century. I mean, you know, you know, this is we should we should before we go into um, specifically we talk about the treachery of some of the Arab regimes. Mm. But what what these Orientalists have failed to comprehend that. Palestinians are not going to accept. They didn't accept the British mandate. Didn't accept partition partitioning. Plan, didn't accept Nakba. Didn't accept where the Palestinians didn't accept the um, the Arab regimes trying to impose a solution between Nakba and Naksa between 1967 and or in the in fact the 60s with the rise of um, the PLO. Um, it hasn't worked post 67. Oslo, the PA, all of this concept post Oslo we still didn't accept it mm. we won't it won't work under Trump we're not going anywhere no all we want is um, uh, uh, our right to statehood and anything less than that is the vilest form of anti-palestinianism full stop mm. I uh, was reminded by uh, this Palestinian de- uh, determination uh, uh, with a line from uh, our uh, beloved uh, Mahmoud Darwish, uh, he wrote in '83 after uh, the invasion of Lebanon. Um, he says, "قد أخسر الدنيا نعم لكني أقول الآن لا." I might lose the world, yes, but I say now, 
نو no. لكني اقول الان لا هي اخر الطلقات ذيس از اور لاست امونيشن لاست امونيشن اند ذا كونتينيويشن اند اند بيربيتيويشن اوف دينينغ بالستينيان ايجنسي سيلف ديتيرمينيشن از ان اند اوف اتسلف بيوند ريسست بيوند نيو كولونيال اند اتس ان ابجكت فيلير اف 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 ذيس باست 100 ييرز هازنت تاوت ذات وايت سيفير mentality complex anything is it we're not going anywhere no we will not give up so we will talk about uh, the bahrain uh, workshop uh, we might also give a bit of context of the journey towards mm. this uh, concept but we also have a little bit of good news mm. well i mean it's it's nice every now and again to have a bit of a win and it's not a great win but we'll talk about um salwa uh, kupti uh, later in the show but uh, stay tuned for that Okay, so uh, I guess, Nasser, if we want to introduce uh, the um, the conference or the workshop in Bahrain, uh, we there are so many question marks. First of all, why Bahrain? Can we, can we Yusuf, just before we get to Bahrain, we should rewind perhaps the previous mm. 24, 36 months to give a lead yes. into where we are today. And we mm. need to go to, back to Trump and the, and the fact that, you know, this known... misogynist, known racist, known anti-Semite. Um, Incompetent a, politician. All of these things. But the, 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 he has posted anti-Semitic um, uh, pictures. He has spoken about the power of, you know, uh, Jewish money, bankers, alluded to uh, global cabals and conspiracies to the point where he courted um, the favor of uh, some very prominent uh, Jewish businessmen and sought their funding And with that came, you know, promise. Hmm. And if you take take ourselves on the journey of what uh, this president has done that no president has done or um, U.S. Um, uh, politicians have ever actually delivered on, hmm. in the first instance, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of State of hmm. Israel. From there, he's then gone and uh, um, the PLO office was closed in Washington. Hmm. From there, defunding UNRWA. From mm. there, closing aid into um, into the PA, but into um, projects within the West Bank and, and Gaza. Um, from there, he's gone, and now the Golan Heights. Mm. Um, so on, on, a, on a wish list for Benjamin Netanyahu, he's ticked off five of, I think, eight things. The only thing left now is the... The annexation of West Bank. Annexation. And, you know, um, Trump's uh, bankruptcy lawyer, mm. um, David Friedman, who's the U.S. ambassador to, to Israel... who himself, even though he's the ambassador... He's more Israel, Zionist than the majority of Israelis. He is a financial supporter of an illegal settlement in uh, in the West Bank, Bet El. Mm. The, ambas- the American ambassador mm. to Israel, who mm. is Jewish and a settler, mm. has said categorically, he believes in cer- certain circumstances Israel has the right to retain some, but unlikely all of the West Bank. <laughs> This is the precursor. We've said it in the language now for mm. the American ambassador mm. for Trump to go, well, you know, Palestinian statehood. Because I reckon only three things left that Netanyahu has on list. Number one is the annexation of the West Bank. And ultimately that is in itself tied to the rejection of a concept of the Palestinian, Palestinian state. state. Yep. Number two, with what he's done with UNRWA, is to finally uh, put an end to 194 and the right of return. Yeah. That, and, and of course, find uh, what they call a solution to the Gaza problem. Well, yes, find a solution. Well, uh, in, in I think what they've done to Gaza now, they've 
quarantined it. You know, every now and again they've got to mow the lawn. Mm. But um, in my mind, that's not on Netanyahu's real issue. Mm. It's a great mm. way to win votes. You know, every now and again you go to elections, you go in there and you know have a turkey shoot. But the last thing, and he's still failing to find that, is the quizzling Uncle Tom Palestinian leadership. Mm. What he needs is Trump to find uh, a Palestinian a puppet leader, a puppet leader that who will, will say, just. I sign Whatever you want. That, you know, we'll accept. Um, President Abbas uh, said in a meeting with the foreign media last week uh, in, in, in answers to why he's not going to Bahrain workshop, uh, he actually said that when Trump came to power, he himself met him four times and uh, Palestinian delegations met uh, his peace delegations, that is Greenblatt uh, and Kushner uh, and Friedman, and Friedman, 34 times. And things were, you know, just another administration. Let's not assume that it's going to be worse, even though that we have Zionists on board, proud, uh, publicly proud. Uh, so, and, and there were indications that you know Trump might surprise the world with 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 you know the recognition of a Palestinian state, and you know, uh, and therefore there was no assumption. But then came the turning point in October uh, 2017, like what you said, the uh, PLO office in Washington was notified that they were not going to renew their six-monthly renew- renewable uh, presence uh, there. Mm-hmm. And then came in December 2017 with the infamous uh, annexation of uh, or recognition of West Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and the shift of uh, the American embassy. Not just West Jerusalem, all of Jerusalem. All of Jerusalem, yeah. And uh, then came uh, the other, uh, the list of uh, actions taken against the PA. First uh, defunding uh, PA, then defunding uh, NGOs, then defunding hospitals. And and we we might uh, remind our listeners that... uh, (coughs) The Americans used to pay eight hundred uh, million dollars a year as part of the donor uh, club uh, in 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 the Oslo uh, Accord. Uh, all that stopped, but but moreover, they def- they stopped their financial contribution to UNRWA. Mm-hmm. After they stopped it uh, to UNESCO, and after they stopped it to other UN uh, bodies like the Human Rights Council, in protest of the what they called the UN bias mm-hmm. against uh, Israel. And uh, and then came uh, having to put pressure on the PA for uh, what they called funding uh, terrorists because PA uh, pays the salaries of prisoners and families of martyrs. And uh, moreover, like you said, there's the, go- the, the Golan Heights. So a long list of actions taken by the Trump administration, not to mention the... Um, the very un- the unprecedented uh, statements taken by Greenblatt and uh, Kushner and uh, Friedman against the Palestinians' uh, rights, and then came you know the idea the idea of let's have a workshop uh, to announce uh, maybe the economic part because the Arab media, the Palestinian media, and partly the Israeli media started mentioning the word Safqat al-Asr or the deal of the century uh, probably a year ago or more than a year ago. And people started saying, no, 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 this is exaggeration. They're not going to be so naive to propose something so ungrounded like this. But turns out that uh, uh, there are no limits to how far they can go mm-hmm. in their stupidity and in, in their assumption that, you know, we can just bribe the Palestinians and make them well, live in... Uh, you know, Yusuf, is, is, is it a bribe? I, I, in it's my, not even a bribe. In my mind, I, you know, you wonder whether or not the, the case has been set 
to create uh, the rejection mm. so that they get the no and say, you know, Palestinians uh, know only how to re- uh, opportunities to miss opportunities, yeah? Mm. And we go from that to such a devastating financial mm. impact, as you were talking and I alluded to before, of such a severe um, financial catastrophe that's getting created. I mean, the Palestinians are very resourceful people. There, we have, whilst um, today, 40% of the West Bank's um, population is unemployed, and in, in Gaza, well over 50, 60, 70% is unemployed. If there was no occupation, if we had our own borders, if we could trade freely with other nations and other peoples, if, if we, we have access to our own uh, Our own market. Land. Or not, not to mention international markets. Just freedom of movement. We wouldn't need their $50 billion. Mm. We wouldn't need these bribes. If America was really uh, uh, conscious to want to – and this this bribe, incidentally, very little of it's coming from America. It's getting co- coming fr- via <laughs> from Saudi Arabia from the Arab countries as a payment in advance of mm. what we're going to do to Iran for you. Yeah. You know, which is another list on – another box to be ticked for Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm. Um the, the, to create such a financial impact and such a catastrophe hmm. on the Palestinian streets as to go, this is, you know, to perhaps trigger another confrontation hmm. or, and who knows where that ultimately leads. And it's us. not going to be materialized because we've seen that in 1983. If you remember uh, the former uh, Secretary General uh, uh, or, or uh, Secretary of State, George Schultz in 1983, came to the West Bank and uh, promised uh, financial aid to the Palestinian society and said that the Palestinian problem will end if they improve their uh, um, livelihood. Economic situation. And and even John Kerry uh, promised in uh, Davos uh, Financial Forum in the Dead Sea a few years ago, mm-hmm. uh, $4 billion uh, US yeah. dollars to support the Palestinian economy. None of that uh, t- uh, has seen light. Yeah. If they were serious, instead of giving Israel $10 billion a year, give us five of that. Tell them to let us uh, have our own airspace and land and sea borders, and we'll turn that into an oasis in no time. Mm. It'll be the Dubai mm. of the Mediterranean. It's occupation stupid, like they say. It's occupation stupid. So um, so let's go to Bahrain. And firstly, let's list the Arab countries, Yusuf, who mm. uh, betrayed the Palestinian people. Mm. So there is, uh, unfortunately, Jordan, after uh, um, months of rejecting uh, the idea of the uh, steel of the century, uh, we were surprised uh, that they will send... It was very, very late. Very late, but it was unexpected, to be honest. I consider myself uh, a good observant of the Jordanian issue, and I didn't see that happen because I saw the level of rejection from the king and I saw it from the civil society and from everybody. Everybody was saying, go for it. We're, we're with you, uh, your majesty. We don't want uh, to I mean, be part of it. Let, and let, then came this course. news that, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan so, is going to send a delegate. So I'm wondering, Yusuf, I mean, how much of that, you know, is... Um, wishful naivety because you don't want Look, to. I w- the reality of the Jordanian economy between US mm. uh, donations every year and Saudi donations every year, which are always paid late. It's totally dependent on foreign uh, aid. And the foreign aid is particularly Saudi, Saudi and US. And US. But I want to quote Ma'an uh, Al-Qatamin, a Jordanian uh, lawyer who yesterday issued a video uh, attacking the Jordanian participation uh, in the Bahrain and saying, look, 
we were promised to receive something like $7 billion. The the plan says that Jordan will receive something like $7.2 billion over the next uh, 10 years. That's not... That that's not going to be much, given that you know that we pay interest for our external and internal rate more than we we, we will receive uh, on a month on 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 a yearly uh, basis. Mm-hmm. So first of all, it's not much. Second, it's not going to be donation; it's going to be loans, as if Jordan wants more loans to pay and more debts. And therefore, it's not even a good offer. It's not even a good bribe. And they uh, and 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 it doesn't reflect the Jordanian spirit of really rejecting the deal of the century. It should also be mentioned that that, as we understand it, the loans or the the that would be given to Jordan and to to Lebanon and Syria if they were to sign on, uh, are predicated on the absorption. Of mm. the Palestinian refugees, mm. so, so as to eliminate and, and the to right forego the right of return. Yeah, I mean, so. so there is Jordan, and there is also and seven billion dollars will go nowhere to the. What are we talking? Three or four million Palestinians in Jordan. Well, one third of the Palestinian population is in Jordan. Yeah, so five. Million. The biggest concentration yeah. of Palestinians worldwide, not in West Bank, not in Gaza, not in forty-eight areas. It is in Jordan. Yeah. So $7.2 billion over 10 years, it's not going to build enough schools, hospitals, houses, let alone any compensation for lost lands. So you have, you have Jordan and then you have Egypt. And now we have in Egypt a president who will just like say yes to any dollar sign offer. Uh, that's why Egypt... But also Egypt, post-Camp uh, David, another, um, you know, the second biggest recipient of U.S. aid per annum after Israel. After Israel. So uh, there is uh, the, Egypt is promised something like is it nine or uh, ten billion uh, something like uh, yep. ten billion uh, or nine something uh, billion over the next ten years. So I was not surprised to see Egypt uh, take part, uh, given knowing the current uh, leadership in Egypt. Uh, but I don't know why Morocco is sending yeah, someone. Our North African brothers. What? What? Uh, what, what uh, but uh, look, Morocco has symbolically. A uh, position on Jerusalem because uh, there is something called the Jerusalem Fund and the Jerusalem Committee, which is under the Arab League. It is historically in, in, in Rabat, Morocco. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a Jerusalem related issue. And that's scary. That's worrying. But we've seen protests in Morocco, really big protests against the participation of their country. And then uh, comes uh, Qatar. And we have to remember that there is uh, a boycott or siege against Qatar by Saudi Arabia slash Bahrain slash Emirates slash uh, Egypt. Uh, And now all of a sudden, not only they are talking, they are sending someone to Bahrain. So it's amazing. It, it's uh, amazing Palestine, how Palestine can unite these uh, mortal enemies. <laughs> um, but we should also thank some people, Yusuf. But before that, I also also mentioned those who participated. Uh, UAA uh, uh, Emirates is sending uh, delegates. But like you said, Nasser, we should thank. In particular, Kuwait. Some very, very, very strong, strong statements. Very strong re- rejection coming out from the Kuwaiti parliament against uh, the workshop and against the uh, normalization with Israel and uh, really, really progressive, progressive view in time of what Mahmoud Darwish called apostasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is because you are an apostate if you are an Arab and support Israel. Mm-hmm. 
And um, also, in, in particular, the Bahraini people who have... Um, Civil society in Bahrain yeah. really strongly uh, rejected hosting uh, this conference. I've spoken uh, in my Arabic show uh, with uh, uh, an MP, uh, Mr. Falah Hashim, who said that... Uh, who said to the Palestinians, do not think that the people of Bahrain have endorsed it. In fact, the parliament was not consulted. The government didn't even go to the parliament uh, to get the approval of organizing. It went ahead without even consulting with its own parliament. It's against the will of the Bahraini people. It's against the will of uh, the civil society. And they actually, uh, they did some really heartwarming uh, uh, little things, but very important, like raising the Palestinian flag on uh, on their homes, uh, on their doors, in their cars, and even changing the profile pictures on social media, just to tell the Palestinians that, yes, our government is, uh, you know, is, is doing a scandalous thing against mm-hmm. the, the Palestinian cause, but not in our name. Well, the reality is, you know, wh- whether it's whether it's Jordan or Egypt or the Emirates, Qatar or Saudi Arabia, these are absolute monarchies or absolute dictatorships. Totalitarians. Totalitarian mm-hmm. regimes. The, the will of the people is not represented by these people. They no. are all sycophants to um, uh, U.S. foreign policy. And, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Which and is a stupid uh, theory in uh, politics because it's more complicated than... It's always more complicated. Yeah, than this one-step uh, uh, solution. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this, like every other neo-colonialist plan that has denied Palestinian agency, is stillborn. And Kush Imak, uh, Mr. Kushner, <laughs> and uh, well, you will see, we will, the Palestinians will lo- live longer, and uh, their steadfastness will see you and your father-in-law out in no time. So to wrap it up, uh, Nasser, uh, what we see in Bahrain is not even an offer; it's a workshop of brainstorming, of having an economic answers to a political question. Uh, bypassing the political part of the Palestinian story, not even pa- uh, the Palestinian conflict. It's actually the Palestinian demands because uh, I like what the Jordanian commentator said yesterday. He said, if you see the offer, you will see something for Egypt, something for uh, Lebanon, something for uh, Jordan. Jordan, something for the Palestinian territory, not even in one basket, mm-hmm. something in West Bank, and another thing for Gaza. Yeah. There's no unity for the Palestinian package. But what about Israel? The hidden part is that Israel is scoring the political part. Mm-hmm. It's the hidden item. It, it means that the political gain is is, 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 is is not mentioned. So it's a political laundry uh, of, of, of the Palestinian-Israeli uh, conflict. And it is based on the assumption that let's talk directly to the Palestinian people. Let's bypass whatever representatives, whether it be PA or PLO or Hamas or anyone else. And uh, we, we assume that the Palestinians, <clears throat> excuse me, when they hear this generosity, they will say, yeah, we'll take that. Mm. And uh, w- w- let's 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 skip our uh, aspirations of independence and liberation and uh, self determination, and let's just talk about how we can improve our life. This is the stupid assumption that the Trump administration is building their offer on. 
Well, that, that naivety is, you know, predicated on a on a mindset of superiority. These native savages mm. don't know, mm. and you know, if we we don't know, but what was leaked? Some of the the bits and pieces that uh, were part of the political framework about new Palestine. Mm. You know, where we had economic autonomy, where there was going to be um, Egypt was going to get money theoretically for an industrial zone in the north of the Sinai, alongside and adjacent to Gaza. So that Palestinians could work there, but at night time they had to go back to Gaza. Mm. They could work there, but they couldn't live there. Mm. And Egypt would be compensated for those loss of lands. Um, and so too there would be economic zones within within the West Bank, but everything else would be um, uh, would be annexed mm. to Israel. I mean, it's it's set up to create a Palestinian no, so that we can be uh, displayed to the world as rejectionists. Mm. And so, obviously, we have to support the good guys in this equation, the people that said yes, the Israelis, uh, and reward them for saying yes and punish the Palestinians for saying no. Mm. And, and it just beggars belief that this, you know, it's an egregious act of bullying, mm. this concept that the, the United States is an honest power broker. broker. I mean... Never been and never will. Never been, never will. And, and this is the most flagrant demonstration of... Bias. The, the, the partiality. Mm. The, the bias is, you know, I mean, short of going to a Carlton Collingwood game in a Collingwood jumper in the Carlton cheer squad, you couldn't find any worse bullying than this. <laughs> so I will leave, an, I will leave the, the discussion on this topic with um, uh, a good note uh, on the, the issue of normalization uh, between Arab countries and uh, Israel. Um, one of the assistants of Ishaq Rabin uh, said in his diaries uh, that f- when they went to Oman for the first time in 1994, he decided to take a walk of the, you know, the, of the formality yeah. of the trip. And he went to a fish market to just speak to, he speaks Arabic and he mm-hmm. wanted to speak to locals. So he introduced himself to an elderly uh, fish vendor. Uh, in the market and he said I am such and such from Israel and I'm here for peace and together we can create a good uh, future for our children blah 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 so the response was very simple from the older man from Oman he said "Um, you might be allowed to enter our countries but you will never be allowed to enter our hearts Uh, we will never like you we will never uh, be friends and I don't want to continue this conversation. Mm. And this simple yet wise mm. answer of the old man reflects the spirit in, yeah. in Bahrain and in the Arab world. Yeah. There will never be a time, even yeah. if the government normalizes. Well, this is the reality. The yeah. societies will never. The, Egypt, for more than 30 years, mm-hmm. nearly now 40 years uh, after Camp David, the Egyptian society still rejects normalization. With Israel, what's forty-two years? Yeah, forty-two years. It's yeah, I mean, it's like a blink. last time I uh, yeah, checked was thirty something. <laughs> it's like forty-two years later. Yeah, yeah. And and this is what what Zionism can't understand. <clears throat> Jews and Judaism are welcome. Have always been welcome. Have never felt the scourge of the Western disease of anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Zionism is not welcome. So <clears throat> let's end the uh, episode uh, with um, a, a little, little bit of positivity. A little bit of good news out of uh, Palestine. So uh, Salwa Qipti, 71-year-old Palestinian from a village uh, near Nazareth, and her uncle Subhi Mansour, 92, mm-hmm. were allowed 
to visit the cemetery or the grave of uh, uh, Selwa's dad uh, in the village uh, near uh, Nazareth for the first time. Mm-hmm. Even though that they are... Uh, Israeli Palestinians of Israel, pa- 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 holders of Israeli passports, but uh, they were never being allowed by the by, by Israel to visit their own uh, family. Their hometown, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it should be said that they, this wasn't uh, a generous offer of some benevolent no, uh, civil servant. It's actually a work of Adala Center, and the lawyer from Adala, Mr. Uh, or Mrs. Sousan Zahir, said that there was no any legal ground, there was no reason given. They were just continual re- rejection mm-hmm. of the demands by uh, Salwa and her family to visit her father's grave, who was killed during Nakba, during Nakba time. And, and when she was an infant, when not, she was, not even one years old. Yes, when, when she was a few months old. So uh, for 71 years, uh, Salwa says, uh, we were uh, denied the visit to uh, our uh, family grave. We spent uh, the first uh, half hour looking for uh, the place. We found it and... Um, the Israelis killed uh, my father, uh, and I was born only 15 days after he was killed. And she said uh, that uh, not only that they killed my father, but they don't want us to talk to to his spirit. We don't. They don't want us to grieve properly. So this tells you, you know, the level of pain that Israelis want to inflict and reflect. On Palestinians, not whether they are in West Bank, in Jerusalem, in Gaza, even citizens of Israel. To them, to, to Israel, they belong to the wrong type of people, and therefore, they are they deserve to be punished in every way. So anyway, um, that's it, uh, Nasser, uh, for this week. Uh, thank you, uh, dear listeners, for being uh, with us uh, for another edition of Palestine Remembered. Until uh, we meet uh, next uh, week, this is uh, Robert uh, Nasser and Yusuf wishing you the best of time and uh, salam. Stay tuned for the Radioactive Show.